Welcome to Freedom from Attachment, Living Fulfilled, Happy, and in Love, with your host, author, entrepreneur, and behavioral relationship expert, Tracy Crossley. Before we start today's podcast, I wanted to share some comments from some of Tracy's clients that have worked with her in both group coaching situations and one-on-one coaching. And to reach out to Tracy for a discovery session, please email her at happiness at tracycrossley.com. That's happiness at tracycrossley.com. Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. My aunt had told me about Tracy's podcast deal with it over a year ago. I've been listening to it ever since. So after my last breakup, I said, that's it, and decided to take the leap of faith and do coaching with Tracy. Tracy helps you break through and question your feelings and emotions and get to the root cause of those. I'm thankful for all that I have realized about myself thanks to her. If you are noticing that you keep attracting the same type of relationships and you just can't figure out why, it's time to figure it out. Tracy will help you get there. Hey there. Hi there. Hello there. Yay. Back again for another podcast. It's so exciting, isn't it? I think it's exciting because I feel differently about it after naming it something. You know, my own growth has a lot to do with what I share as well and having had insecure attachment issues my whole life and then I'd say in the last few years, just watching how much I've grown and changed and moved past certain things that I, I feel very strongly have made me a better partner and a happier person. It's like, well, journey of attachment. I don't want to be on a fucking journey of attachment. <laughs> like, I don't want to be on a journey anymore with this. I want to have a different journey, one that doesn't include attachment. So I thought, well, what is that? Well, how about freedom from attachment? Yes. So the subheading is living fulfilled, happy, and in love. Because who wouldn't want to live that way, right? Right. That's why you're listening to this podcast. Because you're like, I am so tired of my attachment issues driving my life. So today we're at podcast number 585. And the title is What We Think We Become with a question mark. All I think about is my train wreck of a love life. Help. So last week I was talking about a different kind of... um, train wreck, (laughs) you know, uh, based on the fact that we put a lot of energy into one area we can control of our lives, right? And so this week, it's a little bit different. It's about what you think. So when you hear that your thoughts basically are your reality, is that true? And there are so many sources out there, you could probably pop a Google search in about your thoughts become reality. Like, we've heard that everywhere, okay? And is that true? But to me, it depends on your perspective. And that's because some of us don't realize most of our thoughts. Some of us don't have an awareness about our thoughts. And we don't have an awareness about where they come from. So we don't have about, you know any idea about what's going on in our brain all day. Because there's like 95% of the same thoughts on a daily basis. And most of us are not aware that a lot of it's repetition. Like not positive either. Negative right? About limitations and what you can't do. So a lot of us are just checked out on our thoughts though, unless we're ruminating on something. And then we're just repeating that same story over and over to ourselves. Like the story feels like it's a part of us. It feels like we can't escape it. It feels like it's immovable. Like we're stuck here forever with this stupid story about what our limitations are. 
So when you have attachment issues and your personal life always feels like a train wreck when it comes to love, you might think, oh my God, am I causing this by what I think? Ah! Right? It's not the thoughts that are you're transmitting the shit, okay? It's not the thoughts. Like you're thinking, thinking, thinking. Okay, I need to have a shitty relationship. I need to have a shitty relationship. I want to be attached. I want to feel anxious. Oh my God. No, no, no. It is basically how you react to your thoughts that you don't have any awareness of. So let me open this up. Realizing how much you think about things that aren't working in your life, especially when it comes to your personal life, creates a rut in how you perceive things. So not so much what you think is your reality, and it's magically that way. It's because you'll think things and you'll react to them, and then you will do things in the that create, let's say, um, <laughs> dissonance in your life. And what happens is without really being aware that you even have the perception you do, because again, there's not a lot of awareness going on usually for most of us. And so we don't realize we're giving evidence to what we're calling the truth or these stories that we ruminate on. And so we get stuck in this place where it's just not the truth, but we believe it's the truth and we believe those limitations. Think about when you look at a friend who's complaining about something and you don't see your friend that way, right? You see your friend as all capable or having amazing things happen and they're not appreciating that. They're not seeing it. They don't see what they have, right? They don't have any gratitude for it. And you're like, oh my God, if I was in their shoes, I would be so happy, blah, blah, blah. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't because you'd be like your friend because you're observing somebody who's complaining about something who's not happy about it, right? Now, the complaining isn't creating her or his life. It's not that, oh shit, I better not complain because I'm going to create what I don't want. It's not that simple. And if it was that simple, can you imagine we'd all be in shit constantly, constantly, so it's, it's, again, it's not as much about what you think, and it's really about what you're giving evidence to of these beliefs that you have that are very limiting about your life. When you have an attachment that you can't let go of, let's say that's dysfunctional, or you're single and you can't stop being single, you may not stop being able to think about your situation. It might be a replay in your brain. So you think about it and then you hear from someone or see a quote to the effect, what you think about, you create. And then you freak out and you try to stop thinking about it and you snap a rubber band on your wrist. I've done that, right? Put a rubber band on your wrist so you only think happy thoughts. Uh-huh. Something to stop it, right? And you may be uptight at those moments, imagining that you're creating the very circumstances you cannot stand or that drive you nuts and all by your thoughts. No, it doesn't work that way. It may have you thinking, what is wrong with me? I cannot get past the situation in my head. I cannot stop ruminating. I feel like I'm buried underneath it. And when Napoleon Hill or Buddha or Wayne Dyer or somebody says, I'm creating my reality, the, this way, I want to have a brain transplant because I don't want to keep creating this fucked up reality, right? Who wants to create attachment, insecure attachment specifically in their life? Nobody. Nobody I've ever talked to, right? So I have thoughts about it doesn't mean I'm creating it. But 
Regardless, maybe you do not know you think about what you do all day long or how to fix what you think is wrong. Instead, you're distracted and you stay busy. So there's not even any downtime to let that stuff overtake you. It's just business as usual. So you don't even notice what I mean. Like, let's say you're a workaholic or you're something where you're investing a lot of time and you're able to compartmentalize, right? You're able to cut off and not even be aware of what's going on inside because it doesn't seem important. External life seems more important. And so you may be trying to fix things or trying to do things that give you a sense of control. I talk about control in almost every podcast because insecure attachment is all about being out of control, right? So here's the thing though. When you know you are not really aware of your thoughts and you're not really aware of what's going on inside of you, it doesn't mean anything when it comes to your thoughts creating your reality, in a sense. It does yes and no, but your actions and all the rest of the shit matter much more. So your thoughts are part of what creates your reality, especially if you feel doomed to be where you are in your personal life. Let's say your personal life's a total shit show or it's non-existent. That fear comes from feelings you have about the possibilities. Those possibilities or lack of them, right, come from feelings, And those feelings are related to a limited belief, as I've said already, that you're doomed to live a certain way and you do not get to pass go no matter how much work you've done on yourself. Here you are. It's the thoughts are part of your rumination and problem solving, but you forget the feelings, beliefs, patterns, stories, and evidence are also part of it. You forget there's a motivation inside driving the thoughts, but you don't realize how much it impacts how you feel and your actions. It takes your actions to make it what you experience and become. It is not without action. And action could even be inaction. But it's all part of that. It's not just the freaking thoughts. So what about me? Well, I lived unaware for many years thinking I was aware, number one. And I was afraid I would have a wrong thought and my reality would suffer. I kept wondering what I did to not have any sense of peace or happiness in my life. I got so frustrated at one point. I remember going, oh my God, I know all this stuff. I studied all this stuff. I can't believe I still feel this way and I keep attracting these crappy relationships, right? I didn't know what the hell it was. And so that would drive me to just focus on what I could control in my life, whether it was spending time with my children, uh, you know, working, working out, you know, things that I could control. And so that's what's so funny. It's like, hmm, I had all sorts of thoughts there, but all of my thoughts did not create my reality, thankfully. I mean, we have some pretty crazy thoughts. We have thoughts about unicorns and shit. I don't see unicorns popping up in reality. Do you? No. (laughs) I may have a thought about, let's say, the sky turning purple. Doesn't happen. I mean, at sunset, it kind of does, I guess. But, you know, I can have a thought that, Anything could happen, you know, that we should have three heads instead of one. Does that make it real? No, that's my point. So you've got to know there is some control here over your life, not over other people, but your life. Okay. So for me, I, I thought 
it was really about the choices I made, but not in the way that it was helpful. In other words, I felt like I didn't have a selection to choose from and I had to choose the booby prize. Like, oh, there's no good guys. I just got to choose the booby prize over here. Okay. And then in between that, when I was recovering or I was pining away for an ex that it didn't work out for whatever reason, I would take time off from dating and then I would just live in fantasy land. And I don't see those fantasies having come true either. See what I mean? So I could not get it. And like I I said, I, I was a scholar in all of this. And, you know, I also got to a point where self-help books really didn't offer anything to me. Like, I felt like I could just read the same shit different day. Oh, another new book. Great. What's this one talking about? Oh, same shit, different day. It's been years since I've actually read one. Like, I've gotten ones on energy or, um, you know, things that are just a little bit different. And I'm still like, I already know all this stuff. Not that, again... Not that I am so wise, it's just I read a lot of stuff and I understand it intellectually, but emotionally, that's a whole other story. So I had to get where do these thoughts come from before I could change anything and I do know I would ruminate all the time about what was not working and I was always trying to problem solve, trying a new strategy out and often finding myself back at square one. And the patterns in my life seemed like fate, like, oh my God. This is just the way it is for me. And I'd be angry at the universe or feel like I was being punished. And then when it came to paying attention to my thoughts, I would justify them. I'm right and the other person's wrong. And I would totally ignore my feelings. And it was sad. And yet I lived inside of a story in my head. I lived inside a story in my head. Totally different than my thoughts about my thoughts controlling everything. No, it was the story I lived in that controlled everything. Yes, the story you live in. So why is this a problem? Well, when you live in a story, okay, and a lot of them are like fairy tales, right? A lot of us live in fairy tales. I mean, come on, think about it. Think about it. There is a heroine or a hero, a victim, okay? And there's a perpetrator, right? There's a bully. There's a bad guy. There's bad girl, whatever, okay? So we live in this dynamic in a story in our mind. Anything outside of that, we're like, oh, other people can have that I can't. Because I got this fucked up story here that I keep living in. Especially when you have insecure attachment issues and you keep running into the same thing. Because you can't outthink insecure attachment. You just can't. It's impossible. I tried. Trust me. It is about making the changes on the inside. So you can keep doing the same pattern of living in these stories, right? And not changing the story. But if you're not looking at this whole picture and you're trying to fix things through this story being true, because you believe the story is true on some level, okay? Whatever the story is you run around with when it comes to your personal life, when it comes to your love relationships. So you're constantly thinking about your story, okay? Uh, But you're not going to have perfectly positive thoughts even if you got out of your story. And it won't matter if nothing else matches your, your thoughts anyways, whether they're positive or negative. It's about the story. You will find evidence that your story is true because it is related to a belief and the belief being true. This is the root of the issue, okay? Not your thoughts. I know I keep saying it over and over. So... You're just not going to have perfectly positive thoughts. They're not going to be 
uh, anything. Like I've read things where it said, don't say the word no in a sentence or not or without or I, um, I'm waiting something like those kind of words, right? Because supposedly your subconscious hears those words and then it doesn't deliver. It's just like this whole, I can't even remember all of it. I just have read, again, so many things. And it's so complicated. And I'm thinking, no, it cannot be that complicated. And I've lived my life without all those complications and realized, oh, it's so much simpler. It's so much simpler to have the life you want. You just have to get the hell out of the way. So... You can't be Peter or Pollyanna positive and still have these same issues, all right? Now, you can become more positive the more you work through this stuff, but it's uncovering what's happening at a deeper level. If you do not know, then you will keep recreating the circumstances you do not want because your perspective is the same and everything is supporting this perspective, which again is your story. Like, stop and think for a second before I move on to the wisdom nugget here. What are you thinking about all day long, right? What's a story? How do you always end up the victim in your story? How do you always end up the one who's done to rather than having any sort of power? Okay. And it's not power over the people. It's power in your own life. So what's the wisdom nugget? Don't worry about what you think. Pay attention to what you feel, actions, and your motivation because that is creating your life. Yes, it is. What's the solution? So I'm always with the solution. I'm prefacing it with, I don't, I'm not giving you... 20 different things to do. I'm just giving you some things to start with because it takes a while to get through these if you're working at this on your own, all right? So the solution starts with noticing your thoughts. The one that is repetitive, feels heavy, bad, sad, or shameful, okay? There's a feeling attached to it. So there's two things. You have a thought and then on, then you got the feeling and you have a story. What's the story connected to the thought? Like play it out. Okay, so like you have a thought, I'm going to be single forever. Okay, let's just go there. Or I'm going to have these dysfunctional relationships forever, so I just should stop dating, right? What's the story? Well, the last person I went out with was blah, 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 and I always have that happen, and it always is this way. Look for the word always, okay, or never, because it's absolutes that build your story. And this always happens to me and, you know, I get attached and then I can't let go and then it overtakes my whole life and I just can't handle that anymore and I don't want that and I don't choose well and blah, 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 right? That's your fucking story. So you have a story you're reacting to. Your actions and your words, okay, are building the story. If I believe that I'm going to always be poor, okay? I'm going to do things that support being poor. It's not, again, the individual thought. It's the freaking story because the story has feelings in it. So you have feelings attached to a thought that are attached to a story, okay? And when you do, there's a heaviness to it. There's a impossibility to it, right? There's limitations to it. It feels like, oh my God, I can't break this pattern. What that heaviness is, is your fear. That's all fear, okay? Fear acts like that, so you don't change your patterns because fear, of course, is in our old lizard brain and it's basically wanting our survival. It doesn't give a shit if we're happy or not. So if this stupid story you keep telling yourself is like the one about, you know, surviving a wild mongoose attacking you or something, Basically, now we don't have wild mongooses usually attacking us, right? 
usually. So we are instead transferring that to our personal life and afraid of what can happen, okay? So get to know. It's this feeling and it's tied to a perception based on your story. So what is your story? When I ask, want you to ask yourself questions, I want this to be a feeling exercise, not a thinking analytical exercise because you're not going to get anywhere. So what's your perception of the situation you have a thought about? What is a limiting belief associated with the perception? I'm doomed to only date jackasses could be the thought and that's related to a, what did I already say? A story, right? Your perception is that only jackasses are available to you. Even if there's a tiny hope that it's not true, that is a tiny hope in comparison to this big ass story, okay? So if you, you look at the world as though there's only jackasses out there, you're gonna feel this way and you will feel this way and it will come from your motivation to believe the statement. A lot of us don't realize what our motivation is. Your motivation may be that you're afraid to settle down because you may choose the wrong person. If everyone is a jackass, then you never have to worry about choosing wrong because you're not going to choose at all, right? Or you're just going to keep choosing the same thing, blaming them, oh, another jackass, and you keep making your story true, okay? See, see how much control you actually have, and it's not your thoughts per se, it's everything else, your thoughts are just an outcropping of what's happening here, okay? Because the story can be felt. It's embodied. It's how you live. It's like you get out of bed every day. I have a story about work. I have a story about getting out of bed in the morning. I have a story about how I eat. I have a story. Like you have stories all over the freaking place. But when it comes to your personal life, you got some major dysfunctional ones, okay? So you want to look at your motivation may be that you're afraid to actually settle down. Yeah, because you might choose that wrong person. And that's what I'm saying, like, if everybody's a jackass, you don't have to worry, right? On some unconscious level, that may be happening. Even if you're saying this person's great, oh my God, I can't believe I met them. There's probably some kind of shit going on, especially with insecure attachment issues that you're not paying attention to or ignoring on purpose, okay? So you want to look at instead, how do you present yourself? What are your actions, okay? Are you playing a game or being real? You have to be real when it is scary, yeah. Meaning not waiting for the other person to make it safe, all right? Like you're on this date and let's say you want somebody to make it safe by saying they like you first. Just say you like them. See how you take ownership and you can actually be in control of yourself instead of waiting and wondering and, oh my God, and fantasizing, maybe they like me, blah, 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 and building a whole relationship. And then I'm going to get disappointed. And then I have my story. And that's my story, right? I'm always disappointed. Nobody ever likes me. Instead of being forthright and open and authentic. Yeah, because that will get you farther in life. Then you don't have to worry about your freaking thoughts because you're basically not living in such a stupid story. And I say stupid because most of our stories are stupid. They limit us. Okay, so you got to look at you have to be real when it's scary, right? And you have to look at the motivation. What else besides your fear of choosing wrong? Maybe you're motivated to look for a unicorn because you fear getting hurt so much that you, you know, what you want doesn't exist. Somebody who's never going to hurt you. Well, good luck with that because as human beings, we tend to do this unconsciously, right? We just do. And so you have to look at, okay, am I resilient? Oh, I'm not feeling resilient. So I have these stories and I didn't realize they were fear-based and they actually keep away what I really want, but I'm too afraid I can't have it because I've never experienced it, blah, blah, blah. You start to uncover these kind of things. This is called awareness, right? Having 
an idea, oh shit, this is why this goes on. So look at what your words and actions are. Do they match? Do they match to what you say you want or to what you swear you don't want, right? If you're shut down emotionally, who the hell are you going to attract? Not someone who's open and available. They're not going to work that hard. Who's going to work that hard? I wouldn't work that hard. So take a risk. Have your words and actions match your desire. Yeah, you're going to see things change in your life all of a sudden because it takes a lot of courage for your words and actions to match. For you to step out of your story, out of this perception, yeah, it's going to feel different. It's going to feel uncomfortable and weird, but the beauty of it is you're going to end up getting something so beautiful. You're going to get that amazing relationship or that functioning personal life that you want. So take a risk, have your words and actions match, really do that. So I know it's scary. And your fearful beliefs are going to get in the way. And that is what you have to work through is what are the fearful things that I'm, I'm afraid are going to be the outcome of my actions and my words, right? So that's a lot of us. And you have to be able to work through that. So when you start to work on the fears you have of not being what you think you need to be, you get to emotional freedom. And this emotional freedom is, I think of it as emotional intelligence because you're learning how to deal with your feelings, you're not emotionally intelligent if you're not dealing with your feelings and you're cut off from them. If this feels insurmountable, like, oh my God, Tracy, I'm never going to get there, then email Aaron at tracycrossley.com to talk about how we can help. And only email if you really, on some level, believe you can commit to doing the work. That you can actually say, I'm willing to get uncomfortable. I'm willing to change my stories. I'm willing to stop being a victim, even if I look like I'm a CEO of my life. It's that you want to feel differently so that you have a different story that's a really juicy, lovely, fulfilled love story, okay? Whether the love story is with yourself or with someone else. So what did I do? I realized that I lied to myself a lot. Oh my God. I thought I was open. I was so close. I thought I had no expectations. Oh my God, please. <laughs> I had a lot of expectations. I expected things to go badly, but hoped they would not. I felt like I was born to be disappointed, but until I saw how my own actions and words drove me there, I was totally clueless. I did not realize so much of what I did, said, felt, and thought in a combination to make a story was the issue. Not just what I was thinking, okay? Again, it wasn't that simple. It took a lot of courage, and I mean a lot of courage, to pull my head out of my ass and do things in which part of me thought, no way will anything change. That's impossible. I'm just going to have this train wreck over here of this part of my life. Everything else is great. Kids are great. Friends are great. You know, whatever I'm doing, it's all great. It's all fine. But I'm just not destined to have a healthy relationship. And when I really saw how I was acting, it was like, no wonder I don't have a healthy relationship. I don't have a healthy relationship with myself. Like it took a while to be able to actually see it, right? And it was not just my thoughts creating this. It was everything about what I broadcast, everything, like all of my podcasts. It was all of this. Like my journey was the journey of attachment. And now I have freedom from attachment. And that is what I want for you. So wisdom nugget again, don't worry about what you think. Pay attention to what you feel, actions, and your motivation because that is creating your life.
You have a universal right. Yes, you do. You have a right to be captive to your beliefs, which provide the motivation for your canker sore thoughts. You can continue to be oblivious to everything else you do and practice positive affirmations or dig deeper and start taking emotionally risky action. You can change your life. Yes, you can. I did. If I can do it, anybody can do it. And I don't say that lightly. I used to think I was an anomaly, like I was different than the rest of the world and nothing would ever work for me. So the idea, this is the wrap up that it's all your thoughts is really sad. It's very limiting and it's never, ever going to change anything. If the emotions, beliefs, motivation, words, and actions remain the same, if your story remains the same, forget it. You need to change that story. Take a chance and be ready to heal, to deal. And I mean to be open where you're closed and move forward in a manner that supports what you really want. And basically not what you're afraid you can never have, okay? So action always will take you past what you're afraid you can never have. It does. It's only through action, not thinking. Thinking doesn't get you there. Thinking is the least of it. Two related podcasts, number 518, Thinking Your Feelings versus Feeling Your Feelings, and number 222, The Problem with Affirmations. Good Lord. Oh, the affirmations, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm like, uh, I used to say affirmations every morning and nothing ever changed until I changed my story. All right, you guys take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions about today's show, reach out to Tracy at info at If you're listening on iTunes, please leave a five-star rating so it can be heard by more people. And to find out more about her programs, workshops, coaching, and her new book entitled Overcoming Insecure Attachment, visit tracycrossley.com.